and welcome to Keep You Posted. Today is Sunday, January 10th, 2021. Oh my God, what a week. My name is Hannah Trab. I'm a comedian, law student, and your host. And I'm joined, as always, by my lovely friend and producer, Ross Wiseman. Hi, That's Ross. That's me. That's you. Hey, well, hey. guess what? It's our one-year anniversary today. Yeah. What a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> it's like yeah. we only recorded nine episodes in person. Oh my God, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, yes, we only recorded nine episodes in person, but we also have really thrived over Zoom. My cat is right here in the mix, Georgina, although she was here in person too. That's true. Um, It's funny, guys, because we were talking about last week, like after we wrapped up the whole episode on uh, the Georgia Senate race, which honestly no one's talking about now, but that was pretty cool. Um, We were talking about doing something fun this week. Uh, for our like throwback episode and then on Wednesday um, the Capitol building was overrun by an angry mob so I think we're gonna just talk about that instead (laughs) Um, but we are gonna do a fun little HTHT at the end um, where Ross and I try to guess what next year's news stories will be at this time but uh, first the insurrection at the Capitol let's do it do it on wednesday the capitol building january 6th was stormed by a group of angry trump supporters who were trying to block the electoral college i mean i'm sorry block congress from certifying the electoral college votes and um if you've missed this definitely don't let us be the only ones to tell you about it but assuming you've all seen it um we're just going to talk about a lot of the things that have been going on. And and so first being kind of what happened and Ross, I don't know about you, what what your response to it was, like you said you were working, I know, and and kind of stopped midday. Like I'm on spring, well, I'm about to, no, wait, what what is it, winter? I'm winter. on winter break. Yeah, oh my God. But I start classes tomorrow. So I've been just like using my days to relax and try to get shit done around the house. And interestingly, my parents, right when the election was happening, so they have like the Fios cable and you can watch CNN. I can watch CNN on my laptop, no, my iPad now because of their cable password, which was really nice. And my mom always wants me to like talk to her about the news and she watches CNN all day. So I happened to have CNN on because I wanted to watch the count like on my little iPad sitting next to me. And then my friend texted me, I had turned it off and she was like, oh my God, the stuff at the Capitol is insane. And I was like, what? And I turned it back on. So I was watching it the entire time as it was happening live. And it was, I could not believe what I was seeing. I I like, I mean, I didn't have anything to do that was keeping me from. So I was just like glued to it for hours. How about you? You were at home. You said you don't have cable, but what were you, how were you tracking it online? Yes. So, I mean, it, not even that formally, it was just, um, I like saw tweets start to come in and then my one uh, group chat with my friends, we were just like showing links, sharing links and just reacting mm-hmm. in real time. 
And I think I was just like sitting, not doing work for like an hour and a half. And then I like forced myself to like work out, take a shower, Mm -hmm. like take any sort of break because like, I mean this, like it's, there's no way to describe seeing like a terrorist attack. Um, and, uh, yeah, like it was just, just unbelievable. And then the next day at my staff meeting, we were just like, yeah, so like, um, yeah, this, this, this week doesn't, it's, it's over. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, at what point in the events were you clued into it? Because I only happened to catch it early because I was already watching. So I was wondering when you picked up, like when your friend sent that, were they inside already? I think, I think so. I think that's when I kind of got clued. Because I heard that Trump was having a rally and I Mm -hmm. didn't really care. And then, yeah, I think I saw the news and like saw all this info of like people have just breached the Capitol And Mm -hmm. then it was just a lot of catching up as to like what happened, how they got there. And then, okay, Mm -hmm. what's happening now? Uh, Like, I'm trying to think of the first image that I saw from it, but I think it was, it was either just like, I think it was the, that weird image of like all the people standing in between the velvet rope. Mm -hmm. Like they, they had gotten in and they were like walking through some chamber and they were staying within those ropes for some reason and then soon after that, I was like, um, like the Secret Service or whoever, like shooting through Capitol Police. Yeah, the Capitol Police shooting through uh, out of the chamber and like seeing people. Oh, yeah. Over. Yeah, that. Yeah, damn. I, I mean, there are so many the way it escalated so quickly, but also so slowly in that, like, there definitely could have been more police around but got there sooner but we'll get to that later but um no for me i was watching and like i said i well what i love about cnn is that everything is breaking news they just say breaking news sure i feel like we should if we did a segment as though we were cnn it would just be like breaking news i am here doing this podcast breaking news i'm talking to ross breaking news no um, so I had been watching, I was picking up on the fact that not everything was breaking news, but they were talking about certifying the votes. I saw Pat Toomey speak. Then I saw someone else speak. Um, oh no, Pat Toomey, maybe I saw at night, but during the day I saw someone of, of note in the Senate, some Republicans speak. And I was kind of like, ha ha ha, whatever. And then all of a sudden they were like breaking news, the the Capitol has been, or like people are marching aggressively toward the Capitol and are not stopping, have like breached the gates, right? Yeah. Uh, but they hadn't gotten inside yet, whatever. And so they were showing the Capitol Police and I was like, this is crazy. Like, what? What are they going to go inside? And then it like obviously escalated. But my mom was off for the day and she was texting me like, where's the police? What the, like, and so yeah, then I just watched for I don't know, a couple hours. And then I did the same thing, Ross. I like took a little breather and I forget what I did, but like, yeah, like at, at like house. 6 p.m. I remember, yeah, I like went to the liquor store. I got nice. a couple snacks at the grocery store and then I like came home. And I, at this was when I was still at my parents and I was just like, let's turn that off and watch anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boyfriend and I made dinner and then we like didn't put the news and stuff back on until way later like i think 9 30 or something 
Um, yeah, especially because I had been watching it all day. And as much as it's kind of fun to be a CNN bitch for the day, like just being like, I know breaking news as it's happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's really exhausting. So yeah, so where we are now, I mean, obviously my real time reaction was like, what am I looking at? But when my mom and I were texting we we did make a comment on the lack of police, like where's the national guard. And then, you know, I started seeing on social media, the comparisons to how many, you know, police in riot gear were sent on the, that, you know, that really chilling photo of the Abraham, the Abraham monument. Oh my gosh. The Lincoln. There you go. <laughs> the Lincoln Monument, um, all the police on on the steps waiting for protesters. And and so since then, I've seen um, I've seen on social media, some people saying, like, don't compare the response to Black Lives Matter protests as the response to, you know, a terrorist attack. But I've seen other Black Lives Matter like leaders like, um, you know, Sean King and stuff on his Instagram. And then, you know, some of like anti-racism people that I follow making the comparison of how ill-prepared they were and how like a Black Lives Matter protest is very different from the president saying like essentially there's going to be some sort of rumble on January 6th and you know the mayor of DC she had already said for people to avoid downtown so the fact that there wasn't that extra level of preparation I think is the part that to me is the most like noteworthy of the distinction between the two events um, as well as of course the subsequent response after it happened. But I think the preparation piece for me was where I really saw like, how are you not pre more prepared for this? Especially considering, you know, his supporters are violent AF. Like also like very... the Capitol building on like this day that has been foreseen for a while is like, it could be an issue. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a great point. It's not a protest on the street or in Lafayette Square. It's like they were talking about going to the vote certification or like trying to stop it. Um, I thought it was as much as I don't like Vice President Pence. I thought it was insane how he was like thrown under the bus, essentially. And I thought that that was like, in addition to the many shitty things Trump has done, a very shitty thing. Well, apparently, um, like, also Trump didn't call or do anything to, like, check on Pence. Like, he nope. knew that uh, Pence was going to be the scapegoat. And, you know, yeah, like, fuck Pence um, mm -hmm. uh, as well as Trump. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, it. it's also just, like, it was so transparently obvious. And, like, yeah. uh, uh, like it. this is just the end of, you know, four years of the most overt least obscure uh and subtextual presidency yeah it's really wow what a way to go out and that's the thing is so obviously members of congress were horrified and had pretty strong responses i think um one thing i heard was the uh the house when they were draft they started drafting a couple of representatives started drafting the articles of impeachment which we'll get to later like on the spot while they were hiding under a desk. And then they were worried about COVID because apparently some Republican came out the next day and said they had COVID. And now they're like, shit, we might've all been in this room together. But I've heard a couple of them on 
CNN talking about um, breaking news. Here's how we felt when we were waiting under the table. Um, and it sounds terrifying. It sounds like they are, like you said, Ross, they already knew it was going to be a big day. And here they are now, you know, literally fending off crazy people. And, um, you know, you watch some of the videos of, of Congress people like running through the hall, trying to get out into like these safe rooms. Um, that's really all very insane. And I think then the footage of the just absolute disgraceful things happening throughout the Capitol, like people just the shirts they were wearing, the things they were saying, the places they were storming, like sitting behind Speaker Pelosi's desk, the, just the images were shocking. They were truly shocking. And it was, I like, just couldn't believe this is America. But then I also was like, oh yeah, this is Trump's America. Of course this is happening. Uh, a president who has consistently just like show no respect for American institutions, American law, um, American tradition and whatever. Um, of course he would incite a large mob of his followers to go down to Capitol Hill and be insane, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think one thing too that made me sad was just the way I just knew all these people had been seriously lied to and thought like you see these articles that are like, we had to do this. We had no choice. Like these people who have, of course, they're going to believe that this like was a rigged election because the places where they get their news are telling them that it is They're They're not only just the president, but like all these news outlets that are literally lying to people. Mm hmm. That's not your job as a news, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me um, how many people allowed this to, this lie to build and then to not be able to see this coming, to not be able to see that a very angry group of people truly believes the election was stolen, has no other information to the contrary, doesn't trust the mainstream news media, and is furious that they feel like they're being unheard. And, and, you know, I hate to be, I'm not trying to be classist in any way. Like, I do think a lack of understanding of how the Supreme Court works is really interesting because of like things I've read about people saying like, the Supreme Court can't help us. Like they didn't help us. And that was really striking to me because for me, it's like, if the Supreme Court speaks, it's final kind of thing, you know? Like, not that I expected them to take it up anyway, but that was a big thing I heard that like people thought the Supreme Court was um, like who could fix it, but then also because they didn't, they thought there were other ways. I don't know. It's just really wild. Um. So then they did do the vote. Did you watch any of the speeches from the vote? Not at all. I was just like, I'm done with news for a while. Okay, yeah, fair. So um, around when I turned the TV back on, or the iPad rather, it's very, it's an iPod, iPad mini too. So it's like very small. You can't see my hands, listeners, but I'm making it small. Anyway, um, 
Yeah. So when I turned my iPad back on that night, they had restarted the certification process and um, Pat Toomey spoke. I saw him speak about, uh, I don't really like him, but he's one of our senators and I'm happy that he's the second senator to call for Trump's resignation and the has been very vocally um, supportive and protective of the Pennsylvania voting institution and procedure and i'm Some would happy say he's to... doing the bare minimum <laughs> yeah uh or doing yeah the bare minimum but also like you know actually doing the right thing yeah you know uh the bare minimum i feel like is what he's always doing no i don't really know what he's always up to i kind of just note when i see his name but I saw him speak. He was very adamantly like, no, there was no voter fraud. This has to move forward, whatever. Um, and then he was on CNN this morning on Jake Tapper, my boy. And he was talking about how he's like, this is insane that this happened. And also Trump should resign, which was like a big deal. Cause only Lisa Murkowski had said some Senator Lisa Murkowski had said something about Trump's resignation and hoping he would resign. And she's very much like a middle of the road Democrat, I mean, Republican, um, she's often a swing vote. Um, so we'll see. But you know what's interesting about Pat Toomey is that I wonder if he's seeing the Democrat, of course he's seeing it. I'm, I'm saying I wonder, but of course, this is how politics works. His state just went blue. Of course, yeah. he's more open to this. Ugh, damn, there was me trying to believe moral ethics. Anyway, well, I guess he has some sort of code of honor but it is nice to hear him speak up um and be like oh that's my state senator but yeah so then so that night lindsey graham gets on who i hate i cannot stand that man and he was like gave this whole speech and people were like yeah about how he's like nope i'm over this like after all this shit he said about trump like no i'm over this uh this is enough enough is enough he was like trying to be all heroic and whatever. And it made me so mad. I wanted to punch him in the face, in his little baby face. Um, but then he also got like accosted in an airport and then ended up um, going on Fox News or something and being like, no, I understand why everybody's so frustrated about the election results. It's like, you just got reelected and you got yelled at in an airport and you're already caving. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think it's just really insane how Republicans have responded like, oh my God, this is so shocking. I can't believe this happened. However, then you have those prize few Republicans willing to really just lean into their insanity, like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. And the, there was a seven total number of seven of senators that voted with them to question the challenge the results of i think arizona i don't know wherever um and of course it was unsuccessful the fact that they went through with it after the events of the day is shocking to me and that's definitely been something people are like make sure you remember them for this make right. sure you remember that they did this because i think for them they were like oh this will help us in 2024 get trump's base on board I can't imagine that that risk, that gamble pays off for them. I think that there is going to be 
a lot of crazy shit that comes to light now that people are not protecting Trump. And I just, I have to believe that maybe in four years, voters are a little bit more aware, but who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, so anyways, oh, and in the middle of the afternoon, Trump came out with a video where he was like, everybody go home. We've tried our best, but he also said he loved the protesters. I love you, you're tremendous, whatever. So obviously, I mean, we all knew he was insane. People have been talking about on like different, you know, members of cabinet and all that coming on and saying, oh, well, you know, he hasn't been the same since he lost the election. And then like. Yeah, he's been in a real bad mood. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, what's his face? John Kelly was like, is it John Kelly? Whatever. He was like, yo, he's always like this. <laughs> so, yeah. So now they're trying to figure out what to do, right? Like they're talking about impeachment. Uh, of course, people have called for him to resign. I cannot imagine Trump willingly leaving office before January 20th, um, unless he's like really that worried about his legal action slash role in this. Because I mean, he t I think quite clearly incited violence. And I think that the DC district attorney is like, not um, opposed to looking into whoever caused this. Obviously, they're making arrests for like the people that actually did it. But certainly these words, his words of like, go down there, march down Pennsylvania Avenue, were like a, a call to action. Um, and then, of course, I'm sure you've all heard a lot of mention of the 25th Amendment. So... 25th Amendment would have to be initiated by cabinet members and by Mike Pence. So I read recently, like, he didn't want to go for it. He wasn't, like, a hard no, but um, it, he hadn't ruled it out. Um, he's concerned that, you know, there are risks to it that aren't about political risks, but about, like, safety. Like, if they start the process, will Trump do something insane? Um, well, I've, I've heard that like there's something possibly being planned for the 17th. I keep hearing. I don't the know. Seventeenth. I don't know if there's any validity to that, but like in the in like the day after, I remember like the 17th being a date that people were tossing around. So possibly, uh, um, who knows? I could have gotten that in a thin air. Now that Parlor is off of every um, app store and it was dropped by amazon web services then it might not really be an issue anymore well i just googled january 17th 2021 and it was auto completed to protest 2021 oh. protests so oh yeah so they're saying on let me see this in real time i'm looking it up so someone wrote that many of us will return on january 19th 2021 to fight back or whatever um but then the 17th apparently oh it says the likelihood of more violence is one of the reasons twitter permanently suspended president trump's account plans for future armed protests have already been prolifer proliferating on and off twitter including a proposed secondary attack on the u.s capitol and state capitol buildings on january 17th 2021 um so yeah i mean it's certainly possible at this point. Who knows? Yeah. I wouldn't I, be surprised if in a week 
uh, or even like right after this episode goes live, something else fucking <laughs> wild happens. Yeah, right. Um, so the 25th Amendment, I don't know what's going on the 17th, but the 25th Amendment would require like, I guess cabinet, the cabinet apparently did meet to speak about it, but they didn't um, do anything. But it would have to be initiated by Pence. Pence is concerned that were it to start, I mean, I'm sure he's concerned about saving face too and a lot of things. He and Trump have been on, like, they've been totally silent um, pretty much. And oh my God, the whole Trump losing his Twitter thing is insane. Oh yeah, I, insane. I had already forgotten about that. I know. Wow, what a freaking, it's not like, I don't want to be like, what goes around comes around. Cause like, this isn't one of those things. This is terrible that this happened. Like I said, I'm sad that I'm not more surprised mm -hmm. that Donald Trump's followers led a coup or attempted a failed coup or an insurrection, whatever you want to call it, a terrorist attack. Um, they were not protesters. It was insane. Um, but the Twitter thing feels very sweet. It feels very sweet to know he is cut off from his medium because of his insanity. Because he, he just says the most insane shit. Um, but yeah, before he lost his Twitter, he like posted something about how he won't be going to inauguration day. And there might be another like who knows what's going to happen down there. That makes me very nervous. I'm sure they're taking like all the security protection. That oh, they yeah. Can, but it's still kind of crazy. Um, as far as if Trump leaves office before then, I mean, like I said, he's not going to resign. The impeachment thing I read, the articles of impeachment have been drafted. They've, I think, will definitely pass. Um, there were talks about them trying to do it quickly, but the Senate might not be able to hold a trial until after inauguration day, which means Joe Biden's presidency starts with like impeachment, um, which we don't want. So I just read something right before we started recording, which it's like 545. So like Ross said, probably a million things will change in between now and tomorrow based on how the news goes. But um, I read something that apparently Jim Clyburn was talking about how Nancy Pelosi may pass the articles of impeachment and then hold them before she sends them to the Senate for a vote for like, she can hold them indefinitely. The idea of impeaching Trump after he leaves office is that then he's ineligible for run to run for office ever again. So you like, and he doesn't get the like benefits of a, of a presidential pension. And like, I think all these other. And there's like travel stuff. Like he gets a stipend to travel and like maintain, I guess like Secret the service. purpose would be, yeah. Like international relations and stuff. Who knows? Yeah, I don't really know. But I think he would also lose his Secret Service detail. I read something like that. So I'm not exactly sure. Um, I personally just want them to use the 25th Amendment so I can see how it works because I'm a constitutional law nerd. But I also do think impeachment. Um, I mean, I get, I get the appeal of wanting to do it. He'll never resign. So unless there's like something in it for him, which... He's already a loser, so maybe he can stomach that better if he gets, like, some sort of deal out of it. I mean, I know he's going to try to pardon himself. I don't know if that works, but, yeah, it's I just kind of... I can't. I feel like we no. talked about that a while ago. 
Yeah, I think maybe even last week, but I just heard something on CNN about it today uh, that was like, he wants to pardon himself or he might. It's it's unbelievable to me that this is the type of conversation we're having right before inauguration day that like the old president, I mean, everything about this last four years is remarkable. I can't wait till like actual historians like start once this era is over and start writing historical works about it, I'm going to be so interested to read like all the social psychology and combine with the pandemic, like what scholars say about the era we're living through. Cause it's just really crazy. Um, and certainly we shouldn't forget to mention that the United States had its most deadly day of COVID. I think the same day the Capitol was stormed um, or the day after So this isn't ending yet. We also, you know, we're seeing that variation of COVID. Like there's just so much shit going on. Everything is insane. That like, of course, this is more insane. One thing I'm grateful for though, uh, Ross, in a couple of weeks, in two weeks, we will have a new president and we'll have normal things to talk about. Like- We'll see. Well, I just mean like, the, I remember when President Obama was in office and the things that we talked about with the president were not insane. They were just like, oh, he wants to do this. We're mad about it. But like, it's a sound policy decision made by a person with a brain. Yeah, like so the doomsday nice. clock might go back like a, a minute or two. Yeah, what are nice. we all going to talk about? Anything else? <laughs> I know. I know it's crazy, but although it is interesting thinking about cable news, like as an institution, like, yo, they've made so much money (laughs) and increased viewership because the world is, the country is so crazy. President Trump's so crazy, but I have a feeling they won't have um, trouble finding other crazy things to say, breaking news about. So we'll see, but those are, I guess, our thoughts on this. Do you have anything to add, Ross, before we wrap this segment up? Uh, it sucked. It all it was such shit. Yeah. It sucked shit. But it let's see what the next four shit. years will suck. <laughs> okay. And now for our special edition of HTHT, Hannah Traps, Hannah Traps Hot, Hot Takes. takes. Uh, we thought it would be fun to, uh, Ross is a very experienced improviser and I do stand-up comedy, so sometimes I improvise. That would be fun to think about on the spot some new story, news stories that we'd be hearing next year around this time for our two-year anniversary. What do you, let's try to predict the news. Ross, mm-hmm. let's try to predict. So I'll go first. I think that by next year, wait, let me clarify. Are we going to talk about what we think we're talking about like on this episode next year? Or are we talking about news stories that will happen in this year? Um, Let's, yeah, let's talk about what we think we'll be talking about on our two year anniversary. Okay, agreed. All right, great. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it optimistic. I think we'll be, it'll be a year from now. I'll hopefully be an actual lawyer. Um, if all goes as planned, 
hopefully the pandemic will be over. Um, so I think we will be talking about um, maybe maybe Joe Biden, uh, if we're talking about politics, uh, maybe Joe Biden um, recently nominated a judge or maybe like we're beefing with another country again and maybe he did something about that. But also that week he like said malarkey in a speech and people are making fun of him for that. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch people make fun of the president like because they like him. Anyway, yeah. okay, you pick a new story. What do you think we'll be talking about? Um, we're, I think we'll be talking about how uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, um, she like went to the Middle East and like smiled in a photo when she wasn't supposed to. So uh, the right is going to be vilifying her for it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, she like smiled at the <laughs> yes like good. i'm just thinking of like veep because i think oh my I, god the next four years show. are definitely going to be like veep but in a more fun way oh my god a i love that show way. so much yeah um i actually rewatched that earlier this year and i was like watching the election all the election stuff it would just make me think about like selena meyer like i'd watch candidates come out to give a speech and i'm like they're literally cussing out their staff yeah backstage. like <laughs> I, yeah that was i think like an early quarantine yeah yeah or i like i'd watched the first two seasons then like i watched the last couple seasons in a few in a few weeks to a month or so and i was like yep this feels annoyingly appropriate but you know what maybe this coming year i'll do a rewatch of the west wing because it'll feel a little <laughs> bit more comforting i've never seen the west wing i'll have to watch it um it's fine you could also watch scandal which like wouldn't really apply here because um you know i don't think the president's having an affair with carrie washington but um i feel like biden will do something really funny when pardoning the thanksgiving turkey i don't know what exactly <laughs> it'll be but like maybe maybe he'll be like he'll give the turkey little sunglasses or give it like yeah, it'll, it'll wear aviators yeah 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 oh my gosh wait oh my god that reminds me i had a tweet the other day that i think people thought were like i kind of phrased it as a joke but i was actually seriously asking people for answers so if anyone knows this okay you know when you're watching a because we didn't talk about biden in the earlier segment so i just want to bring this up so Biden, by the way, he did a great job. He was very presidential in addressing this, spoke live several times. Great. I've noticed, though, after press conferences, you guys always see this, like the person leaving the stage, the reporters keep yelling to try to get their attention. And I'm wondering if anyone listening to this podcast knows of situations in which that has actually worked, where a person stopped after they were planning to leave and did like a little press conference encore and came back out and like talked to people again to answer their question i don't think i mean i i know that trump would occasionally when in the off chance that he would do a press conference like he would like respond to somebody as he was walking out sometimes he'd be like that was a nasty question or something like that mm -hmm. yeah but i mean like i'm thinking of examples where like the person stops and goes back to the microphone that's what i'm thinking of yeah i can't think of one so if anyone knows let me know 
Um, but in my tweet, I had also said that I could see Biden doing that if someone asked him about ice cream or like his granddaughter, what his granddaughter's up to. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, so another news story, let me try it. You're better at riffing than me, but, um, but we talked about Biden Harris, uh, maybe there will be something with the climate, but well, there probably will be, but maybe the story is more positive. Like maybe like, cause for example, last year, our first episode, we were talking about Australia, the fires in Australia. And I'm thinking, what if there's another story like that, where there's some sort of climate issue? Maybe it's like, hopefully not more wildfires, but we know these things are happening. Right. But maybe this time Biden, the spin on it is that Biden sends the appropriate response oh, and you know, like maybe that's the story. Maybe it's the same kind of shit, but like the response is different. We're going to have a democratic Senate and house. So maybe we're talking about like, oh, well, our climate czar, John Kerry, everyone's name is John, um, our climate, or I'm just calling them all John tonight. Cause I'm tired, but, um, yeah, maybe they're like, okay, the climate's bad, but something else is happening. I also hope that maybe we're talking about, um, one of the president's new advisors next year. We're talking about a new advisor of the president's, um, you know, he just, he just appointed him. Um, his name is Tom Steyer and, uh, he's doing great stuff. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, he's back. Yo, he has some, some, um, funny, he's got sassy tweets. I like him. Obviously, I like Tom Steyer to a shot. Um, what are our other things that I have to say when I got a concussion? Oh, yeah. Wait, remember that? That was crazy. And then there's a third thing that I always forget. I think law school or something like that. Um, I think it's when I forget someone's name or mispronounce Maybe. It. We can add to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys have ideas for more... Um, drinking games for our show i don't know we'll be like cnn breaking news anytime i say breaking news it definitely means i'm breaking news and not that i broke it two hours ago um or five days ago all right well you your turn last one a a potential story we'll be talking about um i think we're gonna talk about how secretary of transportation pete Buttigieg. (laughs) um i don't know he like he uh, try he's like trying to do like some nationwide train system um but then like he, flashed cut to him just like putting train sets together in his office yeah he's like i know that joe biden likes trains uh and amtrak so let's work on the infrastructure for trains so that he can go hang out i also think that biden's gonna like try to take the train still as president like they're gonna have to like clear out full cars and stuff but <laughs> Um, it'll be like Air Force Choo Choo or something, <laughs> or I guess Train Force One would be that would make more sense. <laughs> I like Air Force Choo Choo better. That's really funny. Um, wait, one thing I think is funny is about how often Biden says infrastructure. Anyone else notices he says like I hear him. I mean, obviously it's like an issue that we need to deal with, but that is an issue he cares very deeply about, and I feel like in my very short time watching cable news, he mentions it. Oh, you know what? We're also definitely going to deal with like news stories of like how Dr. Jill Biden, like her class is out of control because she can't handle being first lady and being a teacher or something. Like there's going to be some bullshit like that where it's like mm-hmm. Dr. Jill Biden teaching common core or something like that. 
Yeah. I also oh don't my... know what she teaches. She's she teaches Math like or educa- English? I think she teaches um educational. Oh, like, that makes more doesn't sense. Doesn't she teach in like a teaching program, maybe? I don't know. I'm gonna Google it before we go log off. Cause I feel like um Oh my god, remember that guy who wrote that op-ed? LOL. Um Good times. Yeah, wait. So she teaches she's an educator that has her masters in education. I know that. So as far as her what she teaches, I So more like like theory and like practice. Like almost like what somebody with Betsy DeVos's position, what she should have had. Oh, yeah. Betsy DeVos resigned. She was like, yeah, um, I'm just going to like after all this egregious stuff bounce now. And so did Elaine Chow. Um, Anyway, enough of that. Whatever Dr. Jill teaches, I'm sure she's. Oh, she teaches English, apparently. Huh. Says here, but maybe she teaches other stuff. I don't know. Proud of her. Really excited that she's going to keep working. And I think that's great. And I thought it was great that I thought Joe Biden did a great job handling the response and the he had a press conference. I was very impressed with how presidential he was. Not that I'm surprised, but he was like, oh, and then he had this sassy comment about the inauguration because he was like, Trump said he's not coming to the inauguration. He's like, great. We both agree on that. I don't want nice. him there. Yeah, I, I was like, that. sick, dude. Um, but anyway, okay. Well, hopefully next year on this time, we're talking about some very, really normal news stories and Ross and I will see if we were right. Um, we probably works. We're geniuses. And thanks for, if you've been listening to us for the last year, thank you. Thank you. This sometimes really gets me out of bed knowing I can like share the news with people and talk about it. And if you have, um, I didn't post after I did this like thing on our Instagram, I'm going to start posting more, but I did this thing on our Instagram. We had 69 posts and I asked everybody in a poll, like, should I ever post again? And so many people said no that I haven't posted on Instagram oh, <laughs> forever. But I'm going to post. Listen, the number 69 is amazing, but um, we'll celebrate the milestones every 100 posts. Um, yeah, but I'll post. If you guys have ideas for stuff you want to talk about, you know, you can always send them our way. And um, I start school tomorrow, but uh, I will be bringing you the news with Ross next week. So on that note, I think we're done. Bye, Ross. See ya. This has been Keep You Posted. Hosted and executive produced by Hannah Trav. Produced and edited by me, Ross Wiseman. Our art and logo is by Kristen Finger and our music by Graham Trav. For a list of our sources from the episode, bonus content, and to get in touch with us, visit us at www.keepyoupostedpod.com. <laughs>